Welcome to the sermon series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out our hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it up. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Here's this week's message. All right. Open your Bibles to the book of John chapter 4. John chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible and you'd like one, just raise your hand. Our team would love to come bring you one that you can either borrow or keep. Seriously, you can have it. It's our gift to you. Or you can go to the Bible app. And if you go to the events in the More tab, you'll see that Life Church Green Bay's notes and scriptures will be available to you. If you're watching online, we love you. We're glad you're here. And I am glad you guys are here as we are finishing our series called Rooted, which I love that we just wrote a message about being rooted in just basic beliefs that that God wants us not just to walk in, but to be rooted in. I don't know if you guys know this, but this woman that was standing right here leading worship is my wife, Shelby. And me and her actually just celebrated 15 years of marriage in January. I know. In two years, we'll be married longer than my parents were, which I was like, that's that's a milestone. And I'm not just saying this because she's going to hear this, but like, I really like my marriage. Like, it's going really great. Like, I'm very happy still. Like, we get along really well, but our dating life was kind of like that, too. I think because we got to a point where we were just tired of dating, like, the same way over and over again. So, like, we got real serious. It's like, all right, I'm not playing games anymore. Like, I want someone who, like, doesn't just say they're a Jesus person. Like, they really love Jesus, and, like, they make Jesus the center of everything. And so in our dating, we challenge each other. We would do Bible devos together. We'd ask each other how you're doing with your faith, your growth, all those things. And honestly... Our dating life was great because it was like the first time where I actually had really great conversations with someone I was dating. It went beyond like, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Like it went beyond that. Like we had really lengthy conversations and I want to know everything about her. Like, I don't want to know what she liked, what she disliked. I want to know her goals, her dreams. I even want to know about her past. Like I wanted to know about little Shelby, who was a little shorter than she is now, but like littler Shelby. Like, I want to know what she wanted to be when she grew up. And here's what's great is even though uh, God has called my wife to be a worship pastor, before that, my wife wanted to be an astronaut. And she wanted to be an astronaut because of the movie Space Camp. You guys seen this movie before? You're like, no, because it's an old movie. It's, It's from the 80s. Some of you guys weren't even born yet. Uh, But Space Camp was a movie about kids who went to Space Camp and a couple of them got chosen to sit in a real space shuttle, but then something happens and they accidentally get thrown into space and they have to work together as a team to get back on Earth. Now, if I didn't describe that correctly, that's gonna make sense in a moment. But I just loved hearing my wife talk about this movie, how she loved it. It was one of her favorite movies. Again, it made her wanna be an astronaut. And so there was this time I'm at the store, it was actually a grocery store, and at the checkout, I see it on DVD, Space Camp. And I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna get some boyfriend points. Like, I was like, I was excited, all right. It only cost like $5 too. I was like, it's gonna be cheap. I'm not gonna tell her the price. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I spent a lot of money, but it was worth it, because I love you, babe. Like, I bought it. And I remember calling her, I go, guess what? I got Space Camp. She's like, what? 
I go, yeah. And I invited her over. And I remember saying to my roommates, like, hey, do you guys want to space camp? And they're like, now nah, we're good. And uh, so she came over and I put the movie in and, and we were ready to go. And I remember pressing play. And I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe I had a busy day. Maybe uh, I was just really you know, overly excited. I was getting boyfriend points and I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden my eyes got heavy and I just decided, well, you know, I'm just going to take a little nap, just a short one. I remember closing my eyes and waking up at the end of the movie, like the credits were going. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have not seen that movie. Like since. I've, I've never seen the movie. I slept through it. I slept through something that my wife thought was, was so beneficial to her life and, and growing up. And, and I bring up that story because even though I physically slept through something, I think some of us as believers, we are mentally and spiritually sleeping through aspects of worship that we'll come into a worship service and we'll just want to check it off the box. Or maybe you're like my dad and sometimes you try to show up late because you don't really want to worship. You just want to hear the message and worship is not really your thing. You're not really a singer, even though if we did karaoke right now, you would definitely throw some Bon Jovi like anytime, any place. But for some reason, worship isn't just for you and you just feel like you just want to get through it. And I want to talk about that today in a message I'm calling Rooted in Worship. Can we pray? Lord, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to speak your word. And thank you, Lord, that you have been rooting us in more of you, making you the center of all things. And Lord, I pray as we go into this message, Lord, that we would not be offended. We would not be frustrated or distracted. But Lord, you'd have our ears, you'd have our hearts and our minds. And I pray, Lord, that we would do worship differently from now on in Jesus' name. Amen. So John chapter four, I'm going to read in verse, starting verse 19, and this is actually in the middle of a conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman, and Jesus just told the Samaritan woman something that no one would know. Like she, he read her mail, told her like, yeah, you've been with a couple dudes. And she's like, huh? And I love what verse 19 says. She says, sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me. Why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here on Mount Gerasim, where our ancestors worship? Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter where you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him for salvation comes through the Jews. He's talking about himself. But the time is coming, indeed the time is here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. He says it twice. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ. When he comes, he'll explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. So the subject of worship comes up because Jesus and the Samaritan woman are having this explanation and she's asking questions. And in this, Jesus explains what to do and what not to do in worship and, and really explain the attitude and the posture of worship. But before we do that, I really wanted to break down and and 
the definition and the mean of worship. Like, what is worship? What, what does it mean? Does worship mean singing songs? Does it mean clapping hands? Does it mean dancing around? What is the actual definition of worship? And the word worship in the Greek is the word proskunao, which is a deep reverence to God. A deep reverence, meaning it is a deep respect or honor towards God. And we see that the Samaritan woman isn't really focused on the posture of worship as much as the place of worship. Like her first thing she says is, why do you guys think that you only can worship in Jerusalem? Because you should be worshiping on the mountain. And I think it's interesting that sometimes when worship comes up, we could be so interested on all the wrong things instead of the true definition of worship. Instead of being reverent, we go, you know, I don't really like this song. You know, I don't really like this lights. Why that worship leader? Why not that worship leader? Hey, why are you doing that with like the smoke thing? What's that about? Hey, it's kind of loud. Can we bring it down? And we have all these things that we'll focus on instead of the actual definition of worship. And like the woman, we can look at it make worship more convenient and comfortable to us instead of reverent and a place to give God honor. But Jesus says to her when she talks about the place, he doesn't bite, he doesn't debate with her, he looks at her and brings back the focus on why we worship. He says, but the time is coming, the time is now. So we're not even going to talk about place more because the time is now where we're going to do worship different, he's saying. That true worshipers meaning people who want to truly worship and truly engage in worship will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. So, so Jesus is saying, God's desire for you is to worship him in spirit and in truth. That he wants us to be rooted in worship and how we can be rooted in worship is to worship in spirit and in truth. So let's break that down real quick. If you're taking notes, Let's talk about the word spirit. A Greek word for spirit is the word pneuma, which is wind, breath, things which are commonly perceived as having no material substance. So spirit is we can't see it, but we can feel it and we can see what it does around us. Like what's a windy day, you can't really see it until you go outside and you position yourselves to feel it and see what it does around you. So, so the pneuma, meaning that God is pneuma, he's a presence, you can't see him, but you can see what he can do through you and around you, is how we worship. He's saying to worship his spirit is to worship his presence. Presence being the focus, meaning it's not about me, but it's allowing the spirit to move in me and through me. And I know some of you guys are thinking, you know, I, that's, I do worship like that. That's kind of why I'm reserved. That's why I kind of just kind of keep my hands together. I don't clap. I don't lift my hands. I don't do any of that stuff because, hey, it's not about me. And in fact, we did a song, Be Still. Guess what? I was still. I was stiller than I could ever be. I even was like, okay, I gotta be stiller. And we think that's what God's saying. Well, I'm, I'm allowing God to move in me because I'm being reverent. I'm being quiet. I'm not moving around. I'm not being crazy. But here's what happens when we move, when we allow God's presence to move through us. When we worship in spirit, here's what happens. Those things will just come natural. Here's why. Clapping is a physical way to demonstrate the posture of the heart. It's admiration. It's praise. We see in Psalm 47, 1, it says, come everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with a joyful praise. So God's saying, I want you to clap. And when you allow me in, it will just come naturally. 
We also see in scripture that raising our hands is a physical expression of the posture of the heart. That it's surrender, it's exaltation. It says in Psalm 141 too, may my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be the evening sacrifice. See, we talked about that last week, that sacrifice is handing over. So when we lift our hands, we're saying, I'm handing over all of me. That's not about me. That when I lift my hands, I'm not doing it for attention. I'm doing it because I'm surrendering to you. And I'm positioning myself to say, God, do whatever you need to do in me. And I don't care who sees it, and I don't care what people think. I'm giving you everything. And then we see in the Bible, it talks about bowing and laying posture. And this is just, again, another demonstration of a, of a posture of the heart. In Psalms 95, 6, it says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the maker, our Lord. So bowing down is just believing he is the Lord of lords. He is the king of kings. He is the ruler of all things. And so when I bow down, I bow down as a sign of my heart saying, God, I submit myself to you. I, I believe you can and will do all things. So worshiping the spirit of God has to be the focus. And I totally agree with that. Meaning when we come into worship, we say, God, because some of us may need to prepare ourselves before worship. Like sometimes, can I be honest? Maybe I'm the only one that does this. Like, I need a couple songs to get it going. Like, oh, first song was good. I, I know we probably threw you off today. First song's good, okay. Second song, revving up. Whoa, 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 what's Pastor Barry doing up there? There should be a third song. I don't get ready until song three. And then after prayer, woo, I'm ready to go. But I wonder if we got ourselves ready before we even walk in the doors. Like, what can happen if we're like, I, I'm, I'm all about Jesus, I'm all about worship at song one. I mean, song four, you're going to be like, oh, I'm, just, I can't, I'm exhausted. Woo! I mean, because you're just allowing, you're preparing yourself to worship in spirit. Again, it's more than a position. It's more than a preference. It's just a place to surrender. But here's what happens when you worship that way. Clapping won't feel forced. Lifting our hands won't feel like a chore. And bowing won't feel like a burden. It just will come natural because you got yourself right. You got yourself out of the way and you welcome him in to do what he needs to do. So that's worshiping in spirit. Now it says to worship in truth. So what does that mean? Truth in the Greek is the word alethinos, which is something real, ideal, and genuine. So to worship in truth is to worship in who he is. Now who is he? Well, 1 John 4 eight says that God is love. John 14, six says he's the way, the truth, and the life. Revelation 22, 13 says he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning, he's the end. First Chronicles 16, 11 and Deuteronomy 32, 4 says he's the rock and our strength. Titus 1, 2 and John 17, 3 says he's eternal life. He has no end. Luke 18, 27 is he does the impossible. No matter what you're going through, it's not impossible for him. He does the impossible. John 1, 1 says he's the word. He's the word of life, that he breathes life onto us. Isaiah 41.10 says he is with us. He's not abandoned us. He's not turned his back on us. John 8.24 he's our salvation. We have new life because of him. Psalm 86.15 says he is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says he is faithful, meaning he's, he's always going to be there. And Psalm 23.1 says he is my shepherd, we have all 
that we need from him. Now, why do I bring all these scriptures up? Because those are all things he is. And when we worship in truth, we don't work at worship in circumstance. Because I know some of us, some weeks, it's easy to worship. Had a great week, everything went well, no fights with the wife, no fights with the kids, everything went good. So man, I'm gonna worship Jesus, it's a good week. And then some weeks we have bad weeks. Or man, you and your husband were just going at it. Like it was like UFC, like verbal edition, like kids weren't listening to anything. You don't even know if they're saved anymore. Like I don't even know if their relationship is real. Like you feel like you got yelled at by your boss over and over again. And so therefore you come to worship, you go, I can't. I had a bad week. But God says don't worship in circumstance, worship in truth. You know what that means? It means that no matter what you're going through, no matter what happened in your week, God has a word for that, that he wants you to worship and believe in. And even though this happened to me, he does the impossible. Even though I'm weak, he is strong. Even though I want to give up, he'll never give up. Even though, and, and we could go on and on and on. And I know some of you guys are like, can you bring those scriptures back up? Because I need those. Here's what I love about our worship settings. Like when we do worship, we don't just randomly pick songs. We don't pick cool radio hits or anything like that. Our worship team will pick songs where the lyrics are not just lyrics, but they're scripture. They're, they're words that we find in God's word, which is God breathed, which brings power and life. And so what we do is we do that on purpose because you can worship in truth and go beyond the lyrics. Then you can look at the lyrics and go, you know what? I don't want to just sing that. I want to believe that. I want to walk in that. I want that to be in me. I want to remember that. I want to sing that over and over again, believing those words. Because we don't just pick random songs. We want to lead in truth. We want to lead and know that when we lead, we're, that we're believing it. That's why sometimes you'll hear people, probably me too, like get real loud, we clap, we go, yeah! Because we believe the truth. We believe what was just said. And we could do that in the practical world. Like, think about it. What if I said, Reese's peanut butter cups are the best candy ever? See? We believe it. You're like, that is true. There's nothing better. And they keep adding things to it, and it gets even better. They got Reese's puffs now in them. Like, I loved it enough, but now I love it even more. Or maybe you say, you know what? No matter how good or bad they're doing, I'm going to say, go pack, go for the rest of my life. See? We believe it. How many of you guys would say, uh, Phoenix Suns are going to go to the NBA Finals this year? That's, that's, <laughs> I do it. I do. I was like, I'm the only fan. I'm from Las Vegas, okay? I know. You're like, you're a Packers fan, but not a Bucks fan? I like the Bucks. But Suns are my team, so I, which I get. I'm, I'm saying we on the inside. But here's the point of that. When we believe something, we get excited about it. When we believe something, we accept it. You know what that's what amen means? Amen isn't just for people to like make the pastor feel good, even though it does feel good, I'm gonna be honest with you, when you guys like go amen. But here's what amen means. Amen means let it be or let it be so. Meaning that word you just said, ooh, I need that. Like I need that for my life. I don't wanna just hear that, I wanna believe that. I don't wanna just say that was really good, say no, 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 I, want, I, I need to start thinking that way. So if you ever hear me say amen or yeah, or that's good, or sometimes I go stop, because I'm like, that is so good and I need it. That's just my way of responding to the word, to the truth that I'm hearing. See, imagine if we went beyond just singing. 
I, I've noticed that God's been doing that in my worship lately, that I've been going beyond just singing, but I'm hearing truths and I'm going, ooh, like you'll see me over in this corner. I'll just kind of be walking back and forth. I'm like, God, that's too good. And, and imagine now, we've talked about spirit, we've talked about truth. Now let's bring them together. Like peanut butter and banana. It's really good. We should try it. But imagine bringing the two together. What would that do for our worship? What would that do for our worship moments? I think it will do is we're inviting the presence of God and we're deciding, you know what? I'm going to go beyond singing. I'm going to start believing and walking in it. And you'll get moments like this moment I had this week because we've been introducing this song, Too Good Not to Believe. And I love it. You're the wonder working God. Like you do wonders, you do signs, you do wonders, you do awe and amazing things. All the miracles I've seen, too good to not believe. And I'm singing that and, 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 I, and I'm reminded by God. You know, miracles aren't just medical. That sometimes you need to praise through some miracles that happen in your life. Like God reminded me it's a miracle I don't sin the way I used to. I talked about it last week. I thought I was going to be addicted to things for the rest of my life. And I'm not. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that I have a strong and healthy marriage of 15 years and counting. Because if you look at my family tree, it's all divorce. It's all separation. It's all not. I mean, there's no good. I don't get advice from my parents. I don't go, hey, what would you do in this scenario? Oh, just divorce. Okay, got it. Like, okay, I don't go to them. I find people who have healthy marriages and I stick to them. But it's a miracle. Because my tree tells me that I should be this. My tree tells me I should be addicted to things, that I should be in different directions. I've had people say, your calling makes no sense because I've seen your background. Yes, that's a miracle. So when I sing this song, God reminds you of the miracles that have happened in my life and what God's doing in me. Here's the great thing too. God has done medical miracles too. And he's done medical miracles in people in this room. And sometimes we think these miracles are so small, but God goes, no, 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 no. Because that changed the trajectory of your life. Because that miracle is what brought me glory. That miracle is what brought me praise. You were going to go this way, and then I did a miracle in your life, and you turned and you saw the source of that miracle. I know you think that, that some things that people have miracle moments about are small, but they're huge to them. Because, man, I wouldn't be in this room right now if it wasn't for that miracle moment. I wouldn't be in that room if he didn't do that word. I wouldn't be in this place if he didn't do what he did. And I know we can focus on things that he hasn't done, but when we're reminded of the things he has done, ooh, too good to not believe. Too good to not believe that you still have a plan for me, that you're still doing miracle things, that you are still the God of yesterday, today, and forever. You are still doing great things. And that's what I love about worship. I have these moments. That's why you'll sometimes see Pastor Barry come up and start crying during prayer because he's having moments where he worshiped in spirit and in truth. That's why you'll see people on the worship team get on their knees and do this because they're worshiping in spirit and in truth. That's why you'll see people jump up and down and get crazy and get loud because if I'm going to get loud for a Packer game, I'm going to get loud for Jesus. If I'm going to get loud for Bon Jovi, I'm going to get loud for Jesus. Because I, I can worship out of excitement, but when I worship in spirit and truth, it's more than just singing, it's ministering. It's revitalizing. It's bringing hope and life back into my life. And ooh, imagine if we worship in spirit and truth and took it outside these doors. 
where you're like, I don't want, I, I can't just worship on Sundays. I got to worship every day. What is that song? What's that playlist? Who's that band? Because I want to keep singing that and keep walking in that and keep worshiping in that. What is that? That's worshiping spirit and truth. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to go beyond just standing up. He wants us to go beyond just clapping our hands every once in a while. He wants us to go beyond just singing the songs we like. You know, there was a time, no joke, I was on, I was, and I was on a worship team where I said, uh, I said, God, I don't like this song. <laughs> like the worship pastor wrote it in Las Vegas. He, he wrote this song and I just didn't like it. There's kids in this room, so I'm gonna reword what, I, didn't, I said, this song stinks. I said the other word that some of you guys don't like, I, but I did. I'm just being real with God. I'm up there going, this song stinks. And then I say to him, God, you should tell him not to do this song anymore. <laughs> tell him to stop. Like I wasn't saying it that loud, but I'm having a moment with God while playing bass in the corner. And I go, God, how do you expect me to worship to this song? And I've never, <laughs> trying to find what he says. Oh, here it is right here. God said, you should welcome any opportunity to worship me. Like you should welcome any opportunity, to, no matter what the song, no matter if you know it or not, because sometimes we can walk on that. Don't know the song. Why do they keep doing new songs? I don't know the song. Doesn't matter. Because we don't worship songs. We worship in spirit and truth. But meaning you may see these lyrics for the first time and God's going to speak to you in a way you never thought. And maybe your wife's going to look at you and go, why are you crying? You're like, I don't know. I've never heard this song before. <laughs> why? Because you're worshiping spirit and truth. And God will break some chains in your life that you thought were never going to be broken. He's going to reveal some things in you. He's going to come alive in your heart and mind. And you're going to go, I can't, I don't, I can't explain it. He is doing a miracle work. Yes, I am going to be still. I know that he is God. Again, we're going to go beyond just singing. We're going to worship in spirit and truth. I'm going to end with this. I'm going to have the worship team come up, back up. That's why we only did three songs. I hope it's starting to make sense. Verse 25 says, the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he'll explain everything to us. I think it's very interesting where she's like, you know, I, I, like, I like what you're saying, Jesus, but you know what? I'm gonna wait for the Messiah to come. And I love that Jesus looks at her and goes, I am the Messiah. I love that Jesus said that. Because imagine if he didn't say that. Imagine she's like, I'm just gonna wait for the Messiah to come. And he's like, okay. And he just walked away. I think if he didn't say that, we wouldn't get verse 28 of John 4. In verse 28, verse 29, it says, the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? You know what I love about that? It says, the woman left her water jar beside the well. The whole reason she was up there, she went up to get water and she left it because she found something more important. See what can, imagine what can happen. When we come in, maybe we have one expectation. I'm just gonna get through this service and I'm going right to lunch. I'm gonna eat in Jesus' name. Or maybe we come in like, all right, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna try to sing my best. I'm gonna listen to the pastor. I'm gonna laugh when he makes those dumb jokes. And then I'm going home. Imagine if we go beyond that. Where we come in and say, God, I, I, I surrender all to you. I surrender my fears, I surrender my failures, I surrender my insecurities, I surrender anything that's keeping me from worshiping you. And God, I'm not just gonna sing, and I'm not just gonna, I'm gonna walk in your truth. You're not gonna walk out the same. 
you're going to leave some things that you brought in here, here. And we'll clean them up. It's all right. We clean up your coffee. We'll clean up your mess. It's fine. Because God doesn't want you to come in and go out the same. He even says it when, when the people, when the Pharisees go to him, go, why are you hanging out with all these tax collectors and sinners? He goes, I came here for the sick, meaning that the church should be a spiritual hospital where we come in wounded and broken and hurting and walk out healed and whole. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to leave the jars. He wants us to leave the, the insecurities that we brought with us, the fears we brought with us, the hurts we brought with us, the anger we brought with us, the things we've been carrying up the hill over and over again. He says, leave it here and walk out with a new testimony. Leave it here and walk out whole and new. Leave it here and walk away transformed. Because I tell you, if you start doing that, imagine what can happen in your workplace, in your neighborhoods, in your families, with your kids where you're saying, I'm not just talking about Jesus. I'm living Jesus. He's in me. He's walking through me. And I don't just sing the songs. I believe the lyrics. I believe his truth. I believe his word. Not maybe he's the Messiah. He is the Messiah who can and will do all things. So I'm not going to just worship with my hands lifted up and singing songs I like or don't like. I'm gonna posture myself in a position to worship in spirit and truth and say, God, I surrender all to you to do what only you can. And that's a change and transform my life. Can I pray with you? So salvation is one of those things. It might be the first thing that God uses to transform our lives. And it's what it is, it's believing that Jesus came. And he wasn't just a good teacher, but he lived a sinless life. He did powerful things but he went to the cross for our sin, for our shame, for the things that kept us separated from God. But he didn't just stay on the cross. He didn't stay dead. Three days he came back to life, new and transformed. And he did that so that we could be in right standing with God. That we could have a real and healthy relationship with the, with the Father and the creator of the universe. So with everyone's head bowed, if you're in here and you're saying, oh, Pastor Dallas, I believe in Jesus, but I've, I've never had a relationship with Jesus. Meaning, I've never made him my Lord and Savior. Lord being I've never given him control. I've never said, not my way, but your way. And Savior meaning I'm not gonna be held by sin or shame anymore, but I'm gonna be set free because of the grace he's given me. If that's you in the morning, we're gonna do one of two things. I'm gonna have you just lift your hand and look at me, and then as the church, we're just gonna say this prayer together. A prayer I actually wrote down. Not that it's magical, but just it's what I felt like God told me to write. But you can, if you mean it with your heart, it doesn't matter what I say. We're just welcome him in. So if that's you and you're saying, you know, I've never done that. I've gone to church. I've, I've tried to talk to Jesus. I've tried to talk about Jesus, but I've never made him my Lord and Savior. And I want to do that right now. If that's you, can I just have you lift your hand real quick? Thank you. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If I miss you, it's not that you don't receive this. It's, it's just you making a public declaration. Anyone else? Awesome. Church, can we say this prayer together? Say, Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross for me. I give you my life to do whatever you need to do. I welcome you to be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.
So if you said that prayer for the very first time, here's the thing, we don't want you just to stay that way. We don't want you just to go, okay, I've done it. We wanna help you on your Jesus journey. We want you to go from where you are to where God wants you to be. So if you could just scan this QR code and just fill out as much information as you, you're comfortable with, we wanna help you. We wanna get you a Bible. So if you got one of those Bibles, keep it. I'm serious. We got a couple in the back, we're gonna be all right. If you didn't get a Bible, grab one. I'd also say go to our Welcome Center. Get one of our devos. They give you a scripture and a story that goes with it. I'm telling you, it'll help you get in God's word. We'd also love for you to connect with you uh, after service in our exchange lounge, where you can meet other people who wanna do life with you and connect with you and see how they can help. Maybe get you praying, which is just talking to God. Sometimes we use the Lord's Prayer, sometimes we don't. It's just communication with God. And we want you to find a church that'll work for you. Now, I always say we're a church for anybody but not everybody. And, and I, sometimes I say that because I go, uh, you know, maybe I offended you. Maybe you're at a place where you're like, um, you know, I didn't like that, so I'm gonna find another church. And that could be it. But I also say that because sometimes you guys will come, maybe you'll come with a family member, and you don't live anywhere around here. And you're like, well, I gave my life to Jesus, so I guess it's my church. That's, that's not really how it works. It's not like Avatar where you're bonded to someone and you're like, that's where I am. Like God wants you to be in a community of believers. He wants you to be around people that you can grow with and do life with. And if you live two, three, five hours away from us, you gotta find a church that's close. And I would love to help you. Dallas at lifechurchgb.com, email me, tell me what city you're living. I'm gonna use trusty old Google and see if I can help you find a church that is Bible-based and moves in the spirit of God and the presence of God. I already had one person do it, so I'm already on the, on the case. So you're not gonna do me, you're not gonna hurt my feelings, you're not gonna make me overwork. I wanna help you find a place where you can grow and be connected with a community of believers that will take you from where you are where God wants you to be. Can I have you bow your heads one more time? Okay, maybe you're in here and you're saying, you know, I am a Jesus person. I, I do believe in Jesus. And I love Jesus, but like worship has been a chore for me. It's been hard. It's made me uncomfortable. And I think because I've been worshiping out of convenience and out of uh, comfort and I haven't been worshiping in spirit and truth. If that's you, I don't want you just to raise your hand. I don't want you just to look at me. I know this is gonna be hard. I want you to stand up with me. And I want you to just posture with your hands raised, lifting your hands, saying, you know what? I don't wanna worship the, the old way anymore. I wanna worship in spirit and in truth. If that's you, can you just stand with me real quick? There you go. I know this is hard. Some of you guys are like, what if there's only two of us? There's three of us, I'm here too. I love it. Why, why am I making you lift your hands? I'm only, again, it's a posture of surrender. And I know if we could do this in front of people who are sitting down, we'll do this in front of anyone, no matter what we're going through. Ooh, so Jesus, I thank you for people who are gonna change the way they worship. I thank you for people who are no longer gonna worship because of what they are doing or what's going on in their life. But Lord, they're gonna surrender your spirit they're gonna welcome it in every time. And they're gonna walk in your truth, applying the words to their life, applying scripture to their life, and worshiping you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can I have everyone else stand on their feet with me so they're not alone? Because we're gonna, we're gonna worship together. And here's the thing, if you didn't stand up because you're like, uh-uh, I ain't doing that, I get it. But here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to worship the way you used to anymore. We're gonna do a song right now, and honestly, I forgot the title of the song, but that's okay. 
because I don't need the title of the song. I don't need to know who it's by. I just need to go, God, I'm welcoming your spirit in to minister, to heal, to transform. And when I worship you and I, and I worship the truth of who you are, what you wanna do, that true transformation is gonna happen. So for some of you, uh, first service, someone was like, so should I lift my hands like this, like this? doesn't matter. It's just, what is the heart telling you to do? Because for some of you, maybe it's like this. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's like this or this. It doesn't matter. You're just surrendering. You're saying, God, I give you everything. I give you all of me. So sometimes I'm like this, sometimes I'm like this, sometimes, you guys see me, I move all around. It's just what free people do. They just are, when chains are broken, you, you cannot just stay in one place. You have to let freedom, you have to let freedom be free. You let a dog off the chain, it runs. I know I just compared myself to a dog, that's okay. But I want you to worship different. And I know, men, I get it. We've, we've, we've been told our whole lives that men don't worship this way. Break it. Maybe men don't worship that way, but you worship that way. I know some of you guys are so afraid to talk to someone, you're like, you want me to sing out loud? Yes! Because it's not about us, it's about what he could do through us. Because here's the thing, I don't want to just be a church that sings. I want to be a church that encounters the presence of God because I know when we have the presence of God moving through us, we will take it out these doors. We will take it into the city. And I'm tired of people telling us that the city is dead and gone. God is going to do a revival in our city like he's doing at that college. He's going to do, do a work in our place of worship like he does anywhere else. And it has nothing to do with our band, has nothing to do with me, has everything to do with our posture and our reverence and worship. So I'm challenging you, worship different. There's a part in this song where it says, we're not here to fill, you're not here to fill a place, you're here, you're here to fill my heart. This empty space you've wanted all along, where I believe God had an empty space where you go, I feel like something's missing. God goes, yeah, that's where I wanna be. But I'm a gentleman, so I'm never gonna force myself on you, but I physically made you to have a space that feels like something's missing so that you can put me in that. So I don't want you to just sing, I want you to believe that. This empty space where, I feel, where I've, I've put addictions, where I've put lifestyles, where I've put mindsets, I'm taking that out and I'm welcoming you in. Because God doesn't just wanna do something in your life, he wants to transform your life. He wants to transform your thinking, your speech, your attitude, your everything. I believe this week, because you worship in spirit and truth, you're gonna be so different that people are gonna think you're on something. <laughs> I'm not. I just welcome God in differently. So I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna let them go, and don't hold back. Give them everything. Worship in spirit and truth. So Father, Lord, with hands raised and hearts open, we're gonna worship you, Lord, with everything in us. And what everything in us means is we let go of us and we welcome you in. And Lord, we won't just sing these lyrics, we'll believe them. We'll walk in them. We'll be transformed by them because they're your words. We find them in your book. So Lord, be with us as we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship him.
empty space. Come on, let's sing it from our hearts. Let's believe it. Let's walk in it. Sing it out. Come on. Yes. Yes. Because God wants your heart before the space. And I know that when we worship with our heart, he's going to fill this room up. It's going to come natural, but he's got to get us ready. He's got to get us ready to minister and to love and to be the church for people who've never had the church. Sing it out. He's not a build. Yes. What do you got to break? What do you got to remove? What do you need to take out? You have all of me, Jesus. One more time. It's not a bill. Yes. I surrender that to you. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Yes. Yes. Don't just sing that, believe it. Come again, let your glory in. I'm open for you to do whatever you need to do. I'm open for you to change. I'm open for you to remove. I'm open for you to transform. I'm open for you to convict. That's how we're going to worship you from now on. Open. Open for you to do what you need to do. I said open to convict, and I know some of you guys are like, I don't like that word, but that's what, that's conviction is getting us in the right direction. And so when you're open, you say, God, convict me. That's, that shouldn't be harmful. That should be healthy. Because I can tell you this. God is going to make us a healthy church, and he's making us a healthy church because he's going to use us to fill this church. And we're not going to fill this church so we can pat ourselves on the back. We're going to fill this church because people need the real and, and new and powerful message of Jesus. And I can tell you, they're going to hear it from you, and they're going to experience what you experience. But we got to get healthy. So that's why we're singing this not building. I want, to, I want you to fill my heart first. Because that's what's more important. Because I'm going to worship you whether there's a bunch of people in here or there's no people in here. Because I have my heart. And I know if he has our heart, he'll have our words. He'll have our mind. Oh, man. You're not going to be able to... Not, I, I won't have to convince you. It's just going to come out of you. People are going to just say, hey, why are you smiling? You're like, all right, here we go. And you're going to just tell them. Because here's the thing, man, I, 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 you're going to say things like, yeah, I used to go to church, and, 
And, and then I, I started doing church different, and I started to look at Jesus different, and it's changed my life. And you're gonna start telling your testimony, and you're gonna start telling your story, and people are gonna be like, hold up. Nuh-uh. Like, yeah. But come and see for yourself. It's gonna happen. I believe it. Why? Because we don't worship out of convenience anymore. No matter what weeks have. I, I'm, here's what's gonna happen. This is the final thing I'll say. Some of you guys are gonna have a bad week and it's gonna get you excited because you're gonna go, whoo! Good thing I don't worship in convenience anymore. And I need God's words and I need God's presence to strengthen me. That's why Paul says, I consider it all joy when trials come my way. He's like, oh, I like you, see you try. You ain't gonna get me down. I serve the God who's done all things, who, who, who is victorious. And he's made me more than a conqueror. So I don't care what you try to throw at me because I don't worship in circumstance anymore. I worship in spirit and in truth. So Lord, that's how we're gonna do it from now on. We're gonna be rooted in worship that goes beyond singing, it goes beyond circumstance, it goes beyond what our day, week, month, or year's been like. Lord, we're gonna be rooted in worship because you have our heart, you have our life. And Lord, we're gonna be ministered by you. And Lord, I am so excited for what that's gonna do for our city, for our people who need you more than ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Still thinking about the message? Go follow our message recap podcast, Chew On That. The Chew On That podcast is a podcast where Life Church staff chew over the latest messages to dig deeper into our faith. Tap the link in the episode description to have a listen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week. Thank you.